taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. Time for Capital Letter with uh, Georgina Campbell, New Zealand Herald and Newstalk ZB's reporter. Good morning, Georgina. Good morning, Georgina. Sorry. Good morning, no Georgina. Worries. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm just about I'm on a coffee high. I've had my first coffee in two and a half, two weeks, and I'm sort of jumping out of the, out of the uh, studio. Oh, amazing. I can't wait to right. walk down later on in the day and get a takeaway coffee. I'm an oat milk latte girl myself. Oh, my gosh. I knew you'd be something special. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that for sure. I knew it wouldn't be just a tr- straight latte girl. I, I, I knew, I've known you too well for that. Wellington Alert Level 3, what is the latest? Yeah, well, so we can get takeaways. Um, I w- will be looking forward to the chilli oil dumplings at Rams. That's my favourite one. Um, I think everybody will be quite keen to know about recycling. Um, we had a good discussion in our household last week about recycling because all the neighbours put out their recycling. Um, and I was like, no, no, the council wasn't taking it. Um, but Alert Level 3, they will now be taking it. So now's your chance to get rid of all that recycling that you might have stocked up over lockdown. Um, just be wary, though, that sometimes... Um, the facility can get sort of like overloaded. Like last time in lockdown, 25 tonnes of recycling actually ended up going to the landfill um, when it was eventually picked up. And also all your recycling needs to be washed out really well because if it's dirty and yucky, then it ends up contaminating the whole truck full and it gets sent to the landfill anyway. Um, And another exciting thing I think in Alert Level 3 is um, our really significant construction projects in Wellington can get started again, like the Town Hall and the St James Theatre earthquake strengthening projects, um, the Takina Convention Centre, um, as well as Wellington Water um, projects and things like that. So I went on a really beautiful run this morning. Like it's such a nice day in Wellington, as I'm sure you can see um, from the window of the studio. And it was really nice to see... Um, you know, hyper best some people back on um, some construction sites like houses that I've been running past that have been sort of obviously empty during lockdown. You have, did you deliberately not mention a certain roading uh, construction that might be still going ahead? And we're, me and you are going on the first car on the 20 foot, joking. We, we, we've, we've, we've openly talked about being in the first car that drives down at 21st. It's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? It's coming up pretty soon. And um, this is a project that I need to check on today. It's on my, on my list of things to do because last time I checked, they were sort of working out a plan about how they could um, sort of restart any construction safely. So I'll get in touch with NZTA Waka Kotahi to see um, what the deal is there and get an update to you as soon as possible. I was only jesting because we both know that it's going to be held off. We're talking about Transmission Gully if people have just worked it out. But uh, (laughs) uh, Georgina's been covering that since the beginning of time and it's her pet project. So we, we... Every time we have a chat, we talk about it, but it's definitely not going to be on time, is it? No, it's definitely not. And um, my column today, Nick, is another one of our favourite subjects about the three waters. Yes. I I was going to ask you, do you think we need to look at a referendum to make make its mind up, Wellington? No, I don't. I was actually quite annoyed to see um, that there was enough for the numbers around the council table to agree for council officers to sort of look into whether a referendum on three waters reforms 
um, could could be undertaken to help them make a decision. You know, I think it's been pretty clear that people um, actually want the council to make some decisions on the things that they care about, one of which is definitely our water infrastructure. And I was reading an article from Hawke's Bay today um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it said that Hawke's Bay leaders up there weren't convinced by the government's proposal either. And I just thought, you know, crikey, we've got Havelock North, where there was that, you know, horrible gastro outbreak that's made lots of people really sick, not convinced by the reforms. And then you've got Wellington City Council sort of considering a referendum on the issue. I mean, I just, I just, it was so surprised that they didn't sort of show a bit more leadership in terms of trying to support these reforms, considering the experiences that both um, these places have had in terms of real crises with um, water infrastructure. So, no, I don't think we need a referendum um, on this. And I think it's, you know, these two councils really don't have a lot of political capital. To, I think, to be challenging these reforms. It's, a, it's quite difficult, I think, to give them, um, to give credit to the argument for localism when it's individual councils that have historically served their communities so poorly that sort of got us into this mess to begin with. So, um, is, is there a reason? Do you, can you see any reason for Wellington slowing it down? I think, I mean, the, the biggest issue with these reforms is that it... Um, it sort of takes away the amount of control that, that councils yes, have now. Yes. And I suppose councils are always reluctant to do um, something like that. You know, we, we can see that yes. a similar attitude with the, the city housing portfolio, the council yes. social housing stock. They don't want to relinquish control over it. Um, but I think really what this is starting to boil down to is whether or not this, these reforms stay as an opt-in out situation or whether the local government minister um, sort of might have to call time on, on diplomacy and, and think about sort of you know ma- making it mandatory or, or towing a bit of a harder line. Now George I want to finish off with charities. How have they been hampered by lockdown in Wellington? Obviously they can't have street appeals and stuff so has there been, been many? Yeah this is I really feel for these charities, Nick, because they do rely on street appeals. So for the second year running, Wellington Free Ambulance has had to cancel its annual street collection um, called Onesie Day. Um, I'm sure everybody will be familiar with that, um, seeing everybody on the streets dressed up in onesies. Um, This cancellation leaves the service with a $100,000 shortfall for purchasing a new frontline emergency ambulance. Um, Wellington Sexual Abuse Help Foundation is in exactly the same position. Um, they've also had to can- cancel their annual street appeal. And for them, it comes at a time when their grappling was nearly double the amount of calls to its crisis line. And I got an email actually yesterday that um, men's sexual violence charity Mosaic will be closing its doors. Uh, it says that uh, the board has decided to shut down the charity and this will be effective from the 17th of September. And so I suspect that that closure will um, really put pressure on the Help Foundation. Um, and I'm not sure whether this closure is related to lockdown or not. But, um, yeah, that's certainly going to put pressure on, on those, those other charities. Oh, that's, ter- that's terrible people. news. That is terrible yeah. news. I, I, I mean, the onesie situation for that, because Rosie asked me if I would wear a onesie on tomorrow. Is it, is that, are they asking people to wear them in the streets or something as part of their charity? Not that, not that, George, I want to take that thought right out of your mind because I'm not going to be doing it. 
I think I think the best way that people could support these charities, you know, if, if they do have um, some money that they're able to give, maybe just sort of have a think and, and go to their websites and see how they can support them. Um, but, well, I mean, what would be your onesie of choice, Nick? Do you own any? <laughs> of course I don't own a onesie. God damn. <laughs> Come on, George. I didn't even think that. I, I thought that you wouldn't even reply to that. I thought that would be way out of your pay scale. You would think, oh, my God, I can't even... I'm 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 wiping my head my hand across the front of my eyes, George, like you've wiped that thought out of your head. You know, <laughs> I can't um, even believe Rosie asked me. I, I know she was joking, but I just can't even believe that she asked me to wear. You know, it is it is a great street appeal because I think it adds, I guess, a little bit of yes. fun when you see everybody dressed up as in their onesies. You know, lots of different things and, and makes the, the streets a bit more colourful. And um, yeah, it, it is a really good street collection for Wellington Free Ambulance. Thanks, Georgina. It's always a pleasure. I have been getting a little bit of a flack when I've been telling people that you got a heat pump put in on Level 4, but we'll talk about that some other day because no one's believing me. But I know you did. Um, Looking forward to having you back in the office with everybody else in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, as always, Georgina Campbell, the Special Issues writer for the New Zealand Herald and News Talk ZB comes to us every Wednesday with her capital letter. News Talk ZB 